and welcome to Commerce Confidential. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Randy Cole. Today we have a pretty fascinating topic to cover as we're going to dive into Internet of Things or IoT. But rather than discussing how your smart refrigerator is silently judging you for your food choices, we're going to dive into how IoT is disrupting the area of supply chain and e-commerce. And to cover this, I'm excited to have Tony Small of Williot as my guest. Tony Small is the Chief Business Officer of Williot, a Series C SaaS company in the IoT space. Prior to Williot, he led sales operations for Amazon's third-party business, was an SVP at Zillow in charge of flagship agent subscription business, and also was a CRO of Convoy and Pro.com. Tony was originally a computer programmer, but found his passion in driving revenue and sales through data, tools, and hyper-growth strategies. Let's welcome Tony to the pod. Thank you, Tony, for joining Commerce Confidential. Sure. Well, you know, glad you could be here. So we're going to, you know, just dive right into um, talking about Williot and the Internet of Things. So, you know, I, I know a lot of our listeners are not familiar with the company. At a high level, can you tell us a bit about Williot and its mission? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to make the world dramatically more efficient. And, you know, at the heart of our technology is a chip that fits on the size of a, of a postage stamp. And it's 300 times more energy efficient than anything else out there. And because of that, we're able to power, it's able to power itself through radio waves in the air. Um, because of that, our technology requires minimal infrastructure and the, the cost is really sort of in the hundreds of dollars to deploy something versus thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, so it's really enabling the Internet of Things to act on trillions of things instead of just expensive things, which is how IoT generally works today. That's a great segue because, you know, I've written some articles in the past about IoT. And my caveat was always, I always thought it was going to be called the Internet of Certain Things because it would just never be cost effective to be the Internet of Things to make any, you know, object, quote unquote, smart. Um, so this little tag you have, you know, seems like a big deal. Um, you mentioned, you know, broadly about it, but can you go into a little more detail about the, the chip that's at the heart of the uh, Williot IoT Pixel technology? Yeah, I mean, it's a, full, it's a full CPU that amazingly is printed at scale on really, like I said, a postage stamp size sticker. And that computer is, in, is connected to an energy harvesting antennae that can actually collect radio energy from the air um, and then communicate key sensing data about the chip's location, about the chip's temperature, and other things to the cloud. So we did a lot of work to really minimize what's needed to the very minimum on the chip to collect information, broadcast that information, and share it to the cloud. So like you said, it enables really to make everything intelligent. Um, or virtually everything intelligent versus things where you know you might be able to afford say spend like four or five dollars or ten twenty dollars to put like a device on something that really limits what iot can be useful for these things these chips or what we call pixels cost right now an order of 30 to 40 cents per chip per um, fully produced uh, sticker 
That's absolutely amazing. Seems like you know a real game changer in the industry. One of the terms, I don't know if call it a tagline or it's one of your like kind of messaging, like high-level messaging that really kind of encapsulates is the intelligence for everything, quote unquote. Looking at this through a commerce lens, which is what you know we do at Gorilla and with our clients, how does this impact businesses in general and perhaps omni-channel commerce specifically? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, omni-channel is actually one of our big um, areas of interest among, among customers. Um, we have a lot of large customers in this space. We can't name them right now. There's one that just went public with us, um, Shoe for Sell. They're the largest grocery chain in Israel. Um, and we have other large omni-channel companies um, working with us today. But the way it the way it dramatically benefits omni-channel is this. You know, just to take a step back, when someone places an order online, say through a store that has a physical presence, but also an online presence. Some people think that when I place that order, the knowledge of whether that item is available is 100% accurate. In fact, that's often not true. Or even if it is true, if it's 100%, say like I'm going to buy a 35-inch, 37-inch TV, um, and I'm ordering it from a retail store that's nearby, and I'm ordering it online, does that store actually have that television? Is the person who's going to go and pick out that television, are they going to find it in the right location of that store? Oftentimes the answer is no. When the answer is no, what happens is basically the, the picker, someone who goes to the store to actually get it, can't find it. Or it's the wrong item or it's the wrong model, or maybe it's in the back room and it's not even in the front room. And when they can't find it, basically the order is either lost or the person has to buy a more expensive item and companies lose a lot of money and then consumers have a really bad experience with it. So with our technology, what you could do is you can add our pixels to everything. And it doesn't have to be as expensive as a television. It could be, it could be a shampoo bottle or it could be a specific, you know, imagine, imagine anything you could buy at the market. Um, it could be anything. And our pixels will tell the system tell the computers, uh, the, the store's website, not only is this item available at the store, but is it in the right location in the store? So when someone orders it, the picker will be able to find it at the right time. And it really enables just a more streamlined and accurate omni-channel experience. That's amazing, especially as we're working with more brands that you know have turned retail into fulfillment centers. And buy online, pick up in store has certainly been something that's, you know, gone mainstream in the last couple of years. And because of its convenience, is not going to go fully away ever. So just, you know, having that line of visibility is something that I personally have never heard of before. So it's really pretty interesting stuff that you're doing. Pretty yeah, cutting edge, if, if that's the not too cliche to say. And it's interesting because we we didn't design it with that use case in mind. But companies came to us and we learned in this process that it's amazing how many sales stores lose because they don't have the right information about where their products actually are. Generally, the information they have is, is the product in the physical store itself somewhere? They're pretty accurate with that. But in terms of where in the store is it? And is it in the right location of the store? That's where, you know, it's very, it's generally inaccurate. And companies report losing as much as 20 to 40% of their orders because of that issue. 
Yeah, amazing. And you think about, you know, a C store or a drugstore having five to 10,000 SKUs and a big box store could have, you know, a quarter million SKUs potentially within one location. Having that granular visibility could, you know, make the difference both in time, efficiency, and like you say, you know, actually making transactions happen. That's right. Yeah. Let me shift gears just a little bit. So, you know, another concept that I've heard, you know, you talk about in, in reading your website, going through some of the, the background is the idea of a product birth certificate, again, quote unquote, this is fundamentally, you know, full supply chain, trust and transparency, I believe. So how does, you know, increased trust equate to increased efficiency for, you know, any company adopting your technology? Yeah. I mean, the birth certificate thing is really interesting. So I'll give you a scenario. Say you're, you know, if you're at the market, if you're in the dairy aisle or the meat aisle, et cetera, everyone's familiar with the expiration date, but to what degree do people actually believe in that? It's a little bit of like a black box. You see this date, it looks kind of like roughly stamped on by who knows who, in what time, on what condition, et cetera. With the Willia technology, what you could actually do is you could actually have a QR code next to that expiration date. The consumer can scan it with their phone and it could actually show the website that actually shows for that specific, take an example, take um, a gallon of milk. For that specific gallon of milk, where was it sourced? In what time frame? Where did it go from what stage to what stage? For instance, it came from this farm, um, not maybe not to the cow, but at least to the farm. And then it went to this warehouse at this date, and then it went to that store at this date. So people can get a full visibility as to the history of everything they buy. Um, and it'll give them uh, dramatically more confidence in what they're buying because it's not just some vague, unknown thing with the date that who knows where it came from, they can actually sort of see the history of where that food came from. The reason why we're able to do that is because one thing that we can do is we can actually put our pixels, our tags on not only the items themselves, but also on the containers that take the ingredients from the farm all the way through the supply chain. So you can say this ingredient was in this container, it spent this much time at this lo location, this much time at this location, it's set all down the road. And then you can present that really accurate, high fidelity information to the consumer at the time that they're interested in it. That's pretty powerful stuff. Again, you know, you think about farm to table and the idea of provenance, especially when you get to gourmet products, knowing when it was sourced, packaged, shipped and every step along the way, I've actually seen that being done um, very nascently in the seafood arena, you know, wild caught fish caught on this boat and shipped on this date to this fish market, taking that across the entire supply chain of food and beverages, again, another taking it to another level. And, you know, kind of uh, keeping on that note about sustainability, you know, I think that's important to a lot of people these days. You know, I've seen stats that, you know, up to one third of all food that's produced is thrown away. I saw a report from McKinsey stating it exceeds over $1 trillion a year, trillion with a T in terms of food waste. So I think we kind of are halfway to the answer, but how will the power to, you know, observe, track and monitor impact uh, issues from freshness to authenticity to reducing food waste in general? It's a really important topic. And a lot of the food waste reduction will come through dramatically increased visibility in the supply chain. Um, so one of the really interesting things that Shoe is doing, they will actually track 
like, so for instance, take like a crate of cucumbers. They will track it not only from the farm to the store shelf, but they'll also know the temperature at each stage of that process. And because they'll know both the time spent at each stage and the average temperature at each stage, they'll know where the issues in their supply chain are, where the vegetables are potentially becoming most stale and potentially becoming most out of date. And because they'll be able to do that, they'll be able to fix those areas, identify and fix those areas of the supply chain, and then really provide the best experience and the freshest vegetables to their consumer. A lot of the waste in the supply chain comes from vegetables coming to the store and not being good. Um, and so it's like if a consumer goes to a store and say there's a whole bat, a whole shelf of strawberries, there's going to be some strawberries there that may have gone above a certain temperature or below a certain temperature due to the supply chain, and they just no longer are good. And the consumer's not going to buy them. They're certainly not going to eat them. And that's just food waste that can absolutely be avoided. That's good stuff. And you know, I'm going to segue that into another whole area. You know, Gorilla Group, we work a lot with B2B companies, definitely, you know, besides food manufacturing, but many other types of industrial manufacturing parts um, and so on. You know, we see a large opportunity for IoT tech for applications in the B2B space in terms of, you know, consumables replenishment, i.e. the squeaky wheel asking for grease, um, if you will, or maintenance, repair and operation, otherwise known as MRO. Do you see Williet expanding into B2B? And if so, you know, some of the applications that might be next steps for the company itself and the product. Yeah, I mean, there's there we're really just scratching the surface of opportunities. I'll, I'll give you one example, which is sort of B2B-ish. You know, there's scenarios in sort of like the medical supply arena whereby um, medical devices are given to company or given to hospitals on consignment. Um, so they're actually stored at the hospital and then the hospital only pays for it when someone actually takes a box out of the cabinet and actually uses it. Um, in that scenario, our technology can be easily used to basically tag those items, add our pixel to those items, and then know if and when they're being used and transmit that information back to the business providing them, not only providing them information as to what's being used when, but then also making sure that they're providing really just-in-time fulfillment. So if you imagine a cabinet full of you know, critical healthcare items, whatever it might be, generally hospitals will oversupply because they're really fearful of, of running out and they don't really have great visibility among their hundreds of cabinets in a hospital, what's what the stock is. But if you have complete visibility into that, you could really have more just-in-time inventory and complete visibility. And that's good for the hospital. And it's also good for the, for the supplier to that hospital. Absolutely. That's, I mean, a huge cost saver if you're not, you know, storing medicine unnecessarily or, if you have what you need when you need it, because that could obviously be a life-saving situation. So pretty cool. And obviously there's even, I'm sure, hundreds of other scenarios that will eventually you know, be able to be applied with the technology you've developed already. Yeah, no, that's right. And there's and that's just like one of many scenarios. There's a lot of other ones. Like, you know, when you say like healthcare, um, you know, temperature is super important when you talk about um, critical medicines that go through the supply chain. Imagine sort of like going from, you know, when it's first manufactured in one location across, you know, shipping containers and um, trucks, et cetera, back to its, off to its final destination, being able to track the temperature of those over time and ensure that 
temperature accuracy and fidelity is is really important for for companies. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I really appreciate your time and you know all the information specifically. You know, I, I, just to kind of close us out, I know most of our listeners will be familiar with IoT, but do you think what are the, some of the biggest misconceptions people have about IoT in general? And you know, what are some of the you know, ways to think about it differently? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest misconception is that it's not mainstream. It's becoming increasingly mainstream. Um, if you work in a business that has anything to do with, has any kind of supply chain challenge or any kind of inventory visibility challenge, there's very likely a very compelling IoT use case that you can model it out and really drive significant savings over the long run. And also, you know, and this might be more specific to Williad, it doesn't require a massive amount of infrastructure. It doesn't require a massive amount of early investment. It's something you can pilot relatively quickly. Um, we actually have some customers launch pilots within a week. You know, it could happen really quickly. And so, you know, a lot of what we want to do is really make IoT available to a lot more out there. And so be, partly because of us, but partly just because the overall environment IoT is becoming a lot more mainstream. Great, great stuff. Tony Small, Chief Business Officer at Williot. Thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, great. Happy to talk with you. I appreciate it. Well, that's some pretty thought-provoking stuff, to say the least. I think it's safe to say that the applications for IoT in the commerce space in general, and supply chain in particular, are almost infinite. So really excited to see how this plays out and what comes next. I'd like to thank Tony Small, Chief Business Officer of Williot for his time, and more importantly, his expertise today and insights. If you'd like to learn more about Williot, you can visit them at williot.com. That's W-I-L-I-O-T.com. That brings us to an end of another episode of Commerce Confidential. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, I'd be just talking to a microphone in an empty room. Commerce Confidential is brought to you by me, Randy Cole, it is a production of Gorilla Group, a Wonderman Thompson company. Production support by Betsy Stewart and Fiona Jessup. Original music by Adam Lee Murphy. Thanks, Adam. If you'd like to stay informed on what's coming up next with Commerce Confidential, please like or subscribe. Your clicks are free, but to us, they're priceless. See you again on the next episode of Commerce Confidential. And in the meantime, 